Hi friends, thanks for joining us again today. In a moment, we're going to watch a video, and it's a story about a young man who responded to an opportunity that God had presented to him. And it was a daunting task. Initially, he was reluctant, but he persevered, and he walked through that door that God had presented. And it's an encouraging story that I hope will inspire you and will relate nicely to what we are looking at today in Colossians chapter 4. So, one thing to point out, it is in French with English subtitles, but the story is compelling enough and inspiring enough that I think it's worth uh, following along and reading along uh, to hear the story about Mark and uh, the work that God did because he walked through that door. So enjoy, and we'll see you in a few moments. Well, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed watching the story uh, of Mark and what God did with him uh, in Quebec. It was an opportunity that was given to him, and he walked through that door. And I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but for me, opportunity has been staring me in the face, and, and I missed it. Or sometimes I thought it was staring me in the face, and I ended up being mistaken. Have you ever found yourself saying, like, man, how did I miss that? It was right in front of me and I didn't see it. And it might have been an opportunity to, to help someone or to respond in a meaningful way. And when you look back, you realized you missed it. Or sometimes you find yourself thinking like, boy, I sure read that wrong. I thought that, you know, there was a good opportunity here and, and I walked through it and boy, I was wrong. Have you ever found yourself saying that to yourself and, and kind of scratching your head and wondering, you know, what was going on? You know, there are opportunities for us to experience all kinds of things every day of our life. And I think, you know, the video we just watched was about a young man who, who God presented with an opportunity and he responded and it turned out well. And all of this ties into the reading that we are, we are looking at today. So I'm going to read it for us today. It's from Colossians chapter 4. And if you remember, we've been, we've been walking through Colossians um, section by section. There's only four chapters in the entire letter. And, and we're kind of into this part where Paul is giving some, some helpful instructions or guidance. And so he's asking people to do things, or he's inviting them to participate and to do things. And yet before that, he has kind of made the case that because Jesus is Lord, because God has uh, given himself to us in Christ, and we recognize that Jesus is Lord, now we have the opportunity to live in these ways. And so we've looked at a number of scenarios over the past couple of weeks. And then here today, we're in chapter 4, beginning at verse 2. And this is what Paul wrote to his original um, audience of Christians in the city of Coloss. And then, of course, we're asking the question, not only what did it mean for them, but what does it mean for us today? So let's read this together. Colossians 4, beginning at verse 2, and then going until verse 6. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. And pray for us too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. And pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. 
Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. So it's just a few verses, but Paul is uh, giving some, some wonderful advice here about open doors and about opportunities that God presents for us. Because I think what Paul is suggesting here is that God trusts us. God has faith in us that we actually have the capacity to introduce people to Jesus, just like Paul was doing for the people that he was writing to. And so the first thing that he is saying, um, which I think is still something that's helpful for us today, he just simply says, devote yourselves to prayer and then be watchful or devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind. And it's this idea of talk to God and then watch. And so there's this almost a sense of urgency that we need to pray. We need to pray right now. We need to pray right now, and then we need to pray with our eyes open and trust and expect that God is partnering with us and hearing our prayers and wanting to work through us. So it's like, God, give us opportunities to be your people. Give us opportunities to show uh, the world that Jesus makes a difference, to encourage each other in the reality that Jesus actually changes lives and, and is relevant for today. God, help us to see these opportunities before us. And then we open our eyes and we look to see where God is at work. And so you might be thinking, well, how do I, how do I watch? How do I know if God's at work or God's inviting me um, into an open door? And so here's a, a couple things that, that I might suggest that, that could be helpful for you. I think one thing that you might consider doing is ask yourself this question, what's bugging me? What is bugging me about something going on that nobody seems to be doing anything about? And it might be that that, that thing that is bothering you is, is God nudging you with an opportunity, an open door, and inviting you to walk through it, like he was inviting Mark to plant a church in Sherbrooke. You might talk with some other people and kind of have the same conversation with them and just ask one another, where do you think God's at work where he might be inviting us to participate and to be involved? And sometimes I think we just need to look for the things that are obvious and, and we'll address those in just a minute. I think sometimes there's some very obvious open doors and we just come up with, with excuses for why we don't want to walk through them either as individuals or sometimes uh, together as a community. So being prayerful and watchful is something that I, that I just want to invite you to consider. And, you know, recently uh, with the pandemic and things reopening and us trying to figure out how do we do this in the summer? How do we, we kind of um, start gathering again? And we're, we've created Sunday morning watch parties, which we're also going to include some live elements. Um, we want to explore with things like the opportunity to sing together, to pray together, to talk together, and not just sit and watch. So, so we're not just inviting people to, to just sit, watch, leave, but to experience some things that you can't get when you're at home. 
Thursday nights are are the same kind of opportunities. And on July 8th, for the Thursday night fire that we'll be having, uh, we want to actually make that a, a time to enjoy being together around a fire outside if it's not raining, but also to pray together and to actually just uh, hear what Paul is saying and take it seriously. We need to pray. We need to pray right now. And we need to pray with our eyes open. And so we're inviting you to join us on July 8th. It's uh, the beginning of vacation time. We realize that. But we don't think it's worth waiting. We think we need to do this now. And of course, next week is Canada Day, and and that's a big kind of celebration for a lot of people. So we're going to do it the week after. Rain or shine. If it's raining, we'll meet inside. There's lots of room inside to spread out. And we will have a time where we pray together, and we experience God together. And we we pray with anticipation that God is going to, to show us some things. And we'll come expecting that. And we invite you to join us. Uh, that evening, July 8th, 7 to 9, rain or shine, um, and we'll, we'll have fire and prayer. And that sounds kind of, kind of exciting. Maybe we'll pray for fire, for the fire of the Holy Spirit to come and to, to ignite us and to excite us. So pray and watch for the open doors that God wants to provide for us. So this next verse, the Apostle Paul says, pray for us that God would give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. There's this idea that Paul is saying, pray for open doors. You know, I suggested earlier, sometimes those open doors are right in front of us and we miss it. And other times we push on them and we, and we think it's the right door and it's not. I remember, you know, you know just an illustration of sometimes um, just the mistakes we make in thinking that there's an open door before us and it turns out not to be. I remember uh, our, one of our children, uh, when they were quite young, uh, we were in a house that had kind of like split levels. So you had the entrance way and then there was five steps up and five steps down kind of thing. And our one child went running down the stairs to go outside and we had a screen door. And as they were running, they went to hit the handle and they missed, and they just ran into the door and, and hit it so hard. And, and like a good dad, I couldn't help but laugh at first uh, and then tell her, you'll be okay. Uh, and then, of course, console, console, console uh, until the crying stopped. But sometimes I think maybe we're afraid that if we try to go through a door, it might turn out to be the wrong door. And, and maybe that's the case. But I've learned over the years uh, you know, to trust my intuition, to trust that that's also the Holy Spirit who's prompting me and guiding me. And uh, yeah, like... You know, examples of doors that we thought maybe were were open doors but weren't. You know, think back to when you were young. You thought she liked you, but it turned out she didn't. Or you thought that was the dream job for you, and it turned out it wasn't. So what? Because there have been lots of other opportunities that you walked through the open door, and it turned out to be the very thing you needed. And I believe what what Paul is inviting us to in this passage, at least what he was inviting the original hearers of this, and I think the Spirit is still using to speak to us today, is this. Uh, Pray that God would open doors 
and then expect those doors to be open. And I think there are some doors that are always open. For example, the door to God is always an open door. You know, in John chapter 10, uh, Jesus once said, I am the door to God, or I am the gate, and everyone can come to God through me. The door to God is always open because he's provided that through Jesus. Jesus is the way that we best experience God. And through Jesus, there's always an open door. The door is always open for reconciliation. I believe God wants us not only to be reconciled with himself, but with others. Whether that's individuals being reconciled or, or people's groups of people, nations of people being reconciled. And so I believe that the door for reconciliation is always open. I believe that the door for loving other people is always an open door. That there are opportunities every single day to walk through that door and to experience a moment of being able to love somebody in the name of Jesus. Those doors are always open. And so what Paul asks here, I think would be a wonderful thing for us to pray for each other. Let's pray for one another that God would open doors for us to introduce people to Jesus. And that's leading to this next verse where Paul says, not only pray that God would open doors, but then here's my advice to you in verse 5. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. And so Paul is not only saying, pray that I could tell people about Jesus and that God would open doors for that, but actually expect that God is opening doors for you. You know, in some ways, you know, we think, well, that's the job of the pastor to tell people about Jesus. You know, that's what Paul was saying, pray for him. But then he says, live wisely among people who don't believe in Jesus so that you have opportunity to tell them about Jesus. And so Paul has this wonderful expectation that not only is this something for him, but it's something for them. And not only is it something for me, it's something for you. That God trusts you, that God has faith in you, he believes in you, that whatever it is that you know about Jesus that has changed you is an opportunity for you to share that with somebody else and to introduce them to Jesus. And not the Jesus that they think they know from TV, from media, from bad experiences, and usually bad news. But the Jesus that we meet in the Gospels, the Jesus that we meet in the Spirit, the Jesus that we meet when a community of followers is keeping him in the center. And so Paul is saying pray that or, or make the most of every opportunity. And we could call those kairos moments. The word here for opportunity is this word kairos, and it's about, it's about moments that are filled with opportunity. They are open doors that all we need to do is walk through, and the opportunity and the potential is limitless for impact and for change. And I think that when we pray and we watch, we will see that there are opportunities happening, kairos moments, open doors of opportunity every day of our lives, that there are countless numbers of them. And if we're not watching, we might miss them. They are filled with electricity. 
and they can be terrifying. They can be electrifying and terrifying, and yet they are pregnant with opportunity. And the encouragement from Paul is, because of who Jesus is, because of what Jesus has done in reconciling us to God, showing us God's love, saving us from our sin, establishing God's kingdom, and removing the barriers that we've created through religious um, boundaries, because Jesus has done these things for us, we have the opportunity to walk through this door to God and then to be able to connect God with somebody else who's looking for God and just maybe not sure how to do that. And we have this opportunity to walk through that in a Kairos moment, a moment of opportunity, and to introduce them to Jesus. And those moments are happening every day of our lives. And that's what we're praying for is that we would see them and respond and praying for one another in that way. Please pray for me to respond to those Kairos moments, those open doors of opportunity, and I will pray the same for you. And then I think not only are these moments like split-second moments, but I also think that there are Kairos seasons, elongated periods of time, that the opportunity is ripe for us to actually make a difference and to introduce people to Jesus. And so I think the pandemic is one of those examples. Um, there's so much that, uh, that's been happening. And I just wonder if God isn't creating this long period of time for us as a people to actually uh, use the fear, the frustration, the isolation to help people see that Jesus and the community of faith uh, offer something that maybe they hadn't considered, that maybe they hadn't expected. And so I think there's an opportunity there. Um, if you think about where we are located in Collingwood, all around, you know, literally right beside our property, but all around Collingwood and Wasega and Clearview and Blue Mountains, uh, housing is being built at a rapid pace and there are thousands of people moving into this area. And what an opportunity we have to welcome them and invite them to consider this community as a part of their new experience. And we're not inviting them to church, we're inviting them to, or introducing them to Jesus. And I, and I hope you can understand the difference there. People have had enough of church. I don't think people have had enough of Jesus as he reveals himself to us. And so I, I leave that for you to consider. The mental health crisis has been exaggerated, and we have the opportunity to respond, and we are doing that. We've, we've trained people to run these support groups for those with depression and anxiety. We have run a pilot group, and it went really well, and now we are working on the, the branding of it and the marketing of it, and in the autumn, we hope to launch at least two support groups, and we invite you to participate with us, um, and we'll be talking about that through the year, ways that we might raise funds for mental health awareness or participate in the groups yourself or consider starting a group of your own and, and taking some of the training so that we can see this <clears throat> really uh, explode and, and minister to people. And we're excited about the opportunity that's in front of us. And another opportunity that I think God is presenting for us, a Kairos moment, has to do with First Nations people. 
Again in the news, more graves have been found, and this has been building for years. And that's why right now, rather than just you know saying, well, hey, this is terrible, we're, we've invited people to register for the uh, virtual tour of a residential school. We're still navigating the date and trying to get that arranged with the um, Woodlands Cultural Center, and uh, that hopefully will get resolved soon, and we'll have a, a date that we can invite people to, to watch and to learn, and then see what we could do following that. <clears throat> But then what are their opportunities? What opportunities are there for you personally? Kairos moments open doors where you might um, not only, uh, you know, receive yourself, but that you could be an encouragement to somebody else by introducing them to Jesus. And maybe it's a season that you're in. I think there are Kairos seasons for many people in our lives who are more ready to experience Jesus and explore Jesus than we might realize. But they want to explore Jesus in safety. They want to have a dialogue instead of a monologue. They would love to ask questions instead of just getting answers. They're looking for healing, not doctrine. And they are wanting to experience Jesus in person, not in theory. And in this passage, when Paul finishes, he says, let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. That is another reality that God has faith in you to walk through that door and to make a difference in someone's life. So who is there in your life with whom you could experience a Kairos moment. Pray and watch. Pray and be ready. Pray for one another because those moments come every day and seasons can last a long time and we just need to be willing to see them. You know, the video we watched of that young man, Mark, is such an encouraging video. It's called Lift Up Your Eyes. If you're wanting to find it online, you can go to movingworks.org and then just look up Lift Up Your Eyes and you could watch that again. It's also in the notes. Uh, There's a link to it in the notes that you could also watch. It's a great story. And if God could create a Kairos moment, an open door of opportunity for Mark, I think he's willing to do that for you. He was doing it for them here, uh, the Christians uh, in the city of Kolos that we read about. And I believe he's still doing it. And I think that we're in a time right now as the pandemic kind of eases and, and, and hopefully we're, we're bursting out into, into a new normal. It is a wonderful open door and an opportunity for us to regather and to bring people with us to introduce them to Jesus. And it doesn't mean that they have to come here to experience. It's just to regather and then to be out there and take advantage of the open doors that God's providing. They are everywhere and they are every day. And I believe that that because Jesus is Lord, every season is full of opportunity. And I pray that you can see that. I pray that you're encouraged by that and that you are excited about the potential that's ahead for each and every one of us. Let's pray. Lord, the verse that the Apostle Paul 
um, gave that stands out to me is, is just make the most of every opportunity to live wisely among those who do not yet believe. And so we pray today for one another that you would help us to see the open doors in front of us as individuals, that you would help us as a congregation to see the open doors in front of us, and that we would live wisely, that we would make the most of the opportunity, and that we would let our conversations be gracious and gentle, and that we would introduce people to you. We can't introduce people to you any differently than how we know you. And thank you that you trust us enough You keep inviting us to know you more, and then you give us opportunities to share with people what we know and what we've experienced. You've changed our lives, and you've given us the opportunity to simply let people know about that. Give us courage to walk through those open doors of opportunity. And give us the joy of seeing what happens when we respond well. To your glory and because of who you are, we pray this with eagerness and excitement. Amen. Thanks for today, and uh, we uh, just encourage you to walk through those doors. We will see you next week as we wrap up uh, this series of The Unrivaled Jesus, looking at the very end of Colossians 4. Bye for now.